We're getting into the first week after the NFL draft, but you guys know by now, the NFL has no chill. Uh, I'm Safi Dean, joined by Tyler Dragon. We are your NFL insiders with USA Today Sports Plus, and welcome to another edition of It's a Football Podcast. Uh, I'm just going to get right into it. If you listen to previous episodes before, you've heard my man Tyler just go up and in and rail against the Arizona Cardinals, so I'll, I'll, I'll put this alley-oop up for him. Uh, Tyler, everybody listening, DeAndre Hopkins, the star receiver for the Cardinals, has been suspended uh, for the first six games in the 2022 season. He will not be paid. He will not be playing. He will be eligible to participate in preseason practices and preseason games, but Hopkins will be out due to a PED suspension. Um, Tyler, your first reaction, and uh, honestly, Tyler, the floor is yours. So I had just submitted a story about how the Cardinals redeemed themselves by trading for Hollywood Brown and how they had one of the best receiving corps in the National Football League with Mm -hmm. Brown, DeAndre Hopkins, Uh A.J. Green, and then you have Zach Ertz there Randall Moore Rondell Moore James Conner at running back like the weapons a plethora of weapons for Kyler Murray I had just submitted that piece it published on USA Today Sports Plus so you can still read it it's not too outdated (laughs) and then (laughs) hours later it it wasn't even 24 hours after the piece was posted we hear about the DeAndre Hopkins suspension Six dun, dun, dun. games for violating the NFL's policy for PEDs. The Cardinals just don't like nice things. Yeah, they don't like they don't like prosperity. They're allergic to prosperity. As soon as I gave them credit <laughs> for being aggressive and signing and trading for one of the best deep threats, a fast player, a nice player, a Marquise Hollywood Brown, Pro Bowl yeah. caliber player, thousand yard receiver. Mm-hmm the DeAndre Hopkins news comes out and I just shook my head. I just shook my head and I almost Mm. wrote a slam piece in the Cardinals, but I was like, you know what? I'm going to give them a break, but I'm going to slam them on this podcast. That's what it's a football podcast is for Tyler. (laughs) Or again, being allergic to prosperity. Like it is just a shame. It is really a shame. Now, We've seen how the Cardinals' offense looks without DeAndre Hopkins. They were three and five without him, including the playoffs. Yeah, they they did not. They only scored thirty points one time without him last year. And Kyler Murray looks like an entirely different quarterback. So now you have to go six games to start the regular season without him. Now the only silver lining that I can think of in this situation is the Cardinals usually start fast and in. Terribly. So maybe it's going to be the reverse. <laughs> maybe they'll start off bad, maybe three and three, two and four, uh-huh. and then go on a hot streak at the end. Maybe they might reverse course uh, this coming season. But, you know, it's a huge loss. I'm not breaking any news here for the entire Arizona Cardinals organization and for their ability to keep pace with the Los Angeles Rams and the NFC West. I think it's easily going to be the Rams division. Now, they, they're going to run away with the division, in my opinion. You have the 49ers with a young, inexperienced quarterback starting. Uh, you, you don't know if they're going to have Debo Samuels. 
I mean, Devo Samuels has one foot in and one foot out the door, maybe two feet out the door at this point. Jimmy Garoppolo's still there, Tyler. <laughs> Jimmy Garoppolo's still there, there but I, he's not going to stop for that team. You did? Yeah, I don't uh, know who said that, by the way, but you have <laughs> Trey Lance that they're giving the keys to, starting quarterback position, and then Seattle. I mean, me and you might be a better quarterback option, the best quarterback option they have. Don't do that to Julian. <laughs> And then do that to defense, Baker Mayfield. Their their defense is below average, one of the worst defenses in the National Football League. So it's really the Rams' division to lose at this point. I think they're going to run away with the NFC West and the poor Arizona Cardinals. DeAndre Hopkins, one of the best receivers in the National Football League, but he's just been in and out of the lineup, and now we won't see him till Week Seven. So we're talking about ten, eleven games total mm-hmm. that the star receiver. For the Arizona Cardinals will miss for injury and for PED reasons, a PED mm-hmm. suspension. Yeah. I'm just going to say it, Tyler. I'm just going to say it. Was Bill O'Brien right? Were no. the Texans right? Bill O'Brien is never right. Bill O'Brien is never right. Stop it. All right. Don't go all right, there. All right, all right. All right, all right. I won't go there. I won't go there. Thank you, producer. Abby. Thank you. All right. Look, um, 11 games missed total is a really, really bad look. Um, and the Cardinals better hope. They better hope when this NFL schedule comes out that they don't have any of those division rivals at the front end of their their first six games. Uh, sometimes NFL schedules, sometimes you might see one division rival already in the first six games. They better hope it's not the Rams. Um, you know, I don't think the Rams is a runaway situation. The 49ers gave them hell last year um, until the NFC Championship game. Mm-hmm. Uh, still, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo's there, has a shoulder surgery. For the money that they're paying him, I think it's around the twenty million dollar range. It's okay to keep Jimmy Garoppolo, even though they didn't want to pay him. I understand they got. I understand they got Trey Lance. I understand that's the future. But if you're the, uh, you know, if you're if you are the the San Francisco 49ers and you just won the NFC Championship game with Jimmy Garoppolo, I don't know why you would kick him to the curb. Um, even though Debo Samuel does have one, probably both feet out the door, honestly, Tyler, uh, since we've covered that angle from it too. But uh, look, from a Cardinals perspective, you have mentioned plenty of times here with us that, uh, you know, it's extremely frustrating. They lost Christian Kirk to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Salute to him and his agent for going to get that money and restructuring the entire wide receiver market in terms of contracts and guaranteed money. Um, you know, but they didn't make any other big make. They didn't make any big major moves outside of re-signing Zach Ertz, re-signing James Conner, and re-signing A.J. Green. Uh, the Hollywood Brown trade during the draft, you know, getting a first-round, you know, getting a first-round pick in return of what you sent to the Ravens was a good move. And now, as soon as DeAndre Hopkins' uh, suspension is announced, everybody's like, "Oh, it all makes sense now. This is mm-hmm. why you did it." Um, Marquise Hollywood Brown is going to be a favorite among fantasy draft owners, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> Come this season too, but um, Tyler's just disappointing. Uh, it's really disappointing overall because DeAndre Hopkins is arguably one of the most electric players in the NFL. Um, I never remember, you know, I went to a Texans Dolphins game and Xavier Howard is one of the best corners in the NFL, and he completely got like a pass interference on DeAndre Hopkins, and somehow DeAndre Hopkins is his head is he's upside down, and mm-hmm. he still somehow managed to catch a ball between his legs. I'm one of the best quarterbacks in the league. And I saw this kid catch that ball, and I'm like, this is ridiculous. Um, so it's disappointing from a fan perspective, disappointing from a Cardinals perspective. Um, six games is a lot. It's a lot to overcome, especially if the Cardinals go one and five, oh and six, even two and four. 
you know, those are holes that they're not going to be able to recover from. They're lucky the NFC is relatively weaker. I mean, it's just the Bucks, it's just the Rams. Um, I don't even know how many of the teams you could really put in that mix. I don't even know if you put the Packers back in that mix. Um, they're lucky in that end, but it's it's not a good look for for the Cardinals moving forward. And you know, I noticed you said the Cardinals. Hopefully, they don't play a lot of NFC West teams at the beginning of the season. You know what division they're matched up with <laughs> this year? Don't say they, it. Don't say it. Yeah, I'm gonna say it. Yeah. The AFC West gauntlet. Oh, wow. <laughs> they have the Chiefs on their schedule. The Chargers. The Raiders. And the Broncos. And then they have the Bucks on their schedule. Mm-hmm. Luckily, it's a home game. You got the Patriots. I mean, That's Buc- I, I mean, I said the Buccaneers, the, the Saints on the mm-hmm. road. So this is – they better hope they're playing the likes of, like, the Carolina Panthers on the road, the Atlanta Falcons. They, they better hope those teams are the first few weeks. Well, the, I mean, I mean, the, the New England time, Patriots are hit or miss. That's a couple. The Seahawks. Yeah. I mean, the some Saints those, is a home game. The Saints is home, so that's good. But some yeah. of those games are like guaranteed losses when you think yeah. about DeAndre Hopkins not being there, <laughs> um, and maybe some of them maybe get a couple cupcakes at the end of the season, like the Falcons, the Seahawks. Um, you know, later on in the year to get you back in contention. But um, the Cardinals are in a hole, and the season hasn't even started yet. Yeah. Um, you know, let's, uh, you know, I wanted to read uh, DeAndre Hopkins' a statement that he released on social media. Uh, quote, in my 10-year NFL career, I have never tested positive for using performance-enhancing drugs. To learn that my November test came back with trace elements of a banned substance, I was confused and shocked. I am mindful of what I put in my body and I've always taken a holistic approach, so I'm working with my team to investigate how this could have happened. But even as careful as I've been, clearly I wasn't careful enough. For that, I apologize to Cardinals fans, my teammates, and the entire Cardinals organization. I never let to, I never want to let my team down. I fully intend to get to the bottom of this. As soon as I have more information, I will share it. Uh, a very nice statement from DeAndre Hopkins, but I don't think it's going to cut a suspension down. No. Um, unless he has another sample tested. And the thing is, when, when PED tests are, are happening like this, it's not just one test. Multiple samples are tested. And if trace elements are found in every single test and the conclusion is made, um, you know, I think they made this trade for Marquise Hollywood Brown, knowing this news would come down. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, you know, and and it also helped them make the trade, too, because maybe the Ravens didn't know, you know, maybe the Ravens would have asked for more in the the deal that they got. But, um, you know, as anything, I I think the Cardinals are, like I said, are are starting next season in a hole and it hasn't even started yet. Mm hmm. And not to mention, they have a disgruntled quarterback who wants a long-term deal. So you add that layer to the mix, and the Cardinals—they're—they're they're not flying high. They're—they're they're groundbound right now. <laughs> <laughs> this next segment on it's a football podcast is called "What the." Uh, by the way, those are not my words. Those are not my words. Full disclosure: there, I wanted to let everybody know those were not my words. Those were not Tyler Dragon's words. Those were. You, they can be your words too. I mean, sometimes, but like not in this setting, not here. I don't be saying, I don't be talking like that on here, Tyler. This was a sentiment shared by Ravens uh, quarterback Lamar Jackson, who just lost his receiver, Marquise Hollywood Brown. Um, really good, close friends. These two guys, you know, grew up in the South Florida area. Um, but Marquise Hollywood Brown is not going to be a receiver for Lamar Jackson anymore, Tyler. And that begs the question. 
uh, who is Lamar Jackson going to be throwing to? Let's look at the roster, Tyler. Let's look at the roster. Rashad Bateman, seven-year veteran. He was drafted last year, Safi. <laughs> oh, my bad. This is his number. His number. His number seven. My bad. I'm looking at the roster. All now, right, cool. Second did, year. Yes, this is the second year. They did draft him in the first round of 2021. Okay. They, he has he has talent. He's, uh-huh. he's not a scrub. Yeah, uh, not But they're going to ask him to step up and be their number one receiver. All right. So I, I and I, I I do like what I've seen out of him. He does have promise, but he's gonna have to step up. What about uh Devin Duvernay? Third year he's, player. He's a speedster. Uh-huh. Uh, I believe out of Texas. Yes. Uh, he needs to uh fine tune his route running ability. Um, but I, he he is a, a fast player. He can be that deep threat to take the top off of the defense. I will oh, give him that, but he he has a lot of work to do too. He leaves much to be desired. Tyler, all I hear is you struggling, struggling to pretty much these Ravens receivers that are left here on the board. And let's not forget to mention, after trading away Hollywood Brown, the Baltimore Ravens did not draft a single wide receiver with eleven picks in the twenty-two NFL draft last week. Uh, Lamar Jackson has a certain reason to feel the way he does. Um, but Tyler, we spoke about this on the post draft uh, podcast that we did here. And, you know, we'll revisit it here again. I, I, I'm i not sure how far the Ravens will go without receiving threats when Lamar Jackson, they'll just load up the box on him. So this actually might surprise you and even producer Emily, who's lurking in the background always. What? I don't really mind what the Baltimore Ravens uh, have done this offseason. Because right. when you look at their style, their run-oriented offense, and they don't value receivers as much as other teams do. Mark Andrews was a 1,000-yard tight end last year. Oh, they still have Andrews. him. And Nick Boyle, he was hurt. He's a productive tight end. And then they're getting their – Three-headed monster in the backfield back. J.K. Dobbins, Gus Edwards, and Justice Hill. And we all know what Lamar Jackson can do running the football and throwing the football. So, yes, Hollywood Brown is a loss for them. But to, I think, again, if Rashad Bateman and, you know, Devin DuVernay step up, they can fill the void left by Hollywood Brown. And when you think about it, Hollywood Brown, yes, he was a productive receiver, had over 1,000 yards last year. He had trouble with drops, and he really didn't fit in that offense, which he said during his introductory press conference with the Cardinals. He's a deep threat, uh, doesn't like, you know, he's not a possession receiver, and that's what the Ravens need uh, because of their style of offense being, you know, a run-first type of offense. And then they did draft well, too. You have Ravens are among my teams with an A draft grade. Yeah, they, so they I don't mind what they did. Well. The Ravens have kind of historically drafted well. I mean, that's just a testament to their franchise and their leadership that they have in the front office. Um, and you know, now that we're actually talking about it and thinking about it, you know, I, I mean, Hollywood Brown is a is a good deep threat. Um, he is a small receiver. Um, you know, he's not really beating anybody with press coverage. Mm-mm. Um, you know, he's getting, you know, maybe eight targets a game, I think was, was mm-hmm. the, the total put out there with the Ravens. And I mean, he's going to get as many of those with the Cardinals mm-hmm. with DeAndre Hopkins out. But 
Um, you know, for the Ravens' perspective, like you mentioned, their system is run first, and Lamar's running, run Lamar, run. Uh, Mark Andrews was their number one tight end, their number one receiver. Mark Andrews, I'm sorry I forgot about you and didn't list you on, uh, on the receivers at the beginning part of this portion. He's a tight end, though, segment. so it's fine. <laughs> it, tight, tight ends are getting more more catches and touchdowns than receivers these days, and he's definitely one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but look, like you like, like you said, Tyler, the, I, I think the system here um, played a big factor into this, and that's what Hollywood Brown told the I Am Athlete podcast. Um, you know, after he was traded, he said, I let him know, yeah, bro, I can't do it. You know, it's not really on Lamar. Like, I love Lamar. It was just, you know, it's just a system that wasn't for me personally. And, I mean, that's that's kind of everything that you needed to hear from Hollywood Brown, being very, very open and honest about what it is. It's a run-first off offense. It's not a pass-first offense. It's not going to, you know, cater to Hollywood Brown's uh, needs and concerns. And when you see teams like the Raiders paying Devontae Adams and, you know, the Dolphins paying Tyreek Hill and the Jaguars paying Christian Kirk, Oliver Brown's thinking, I better move to a team that will value me and show me my receiving skills so I can get paid and I can secure my future instead of being here where I'm on a run first team and I can't get the ball more than I'm getting it behind Mark Andrews. And the Ravens still can uh, pick up some veteran receivers in free agency. I would love to see Jarvis Landry in Baltimore. Ooh, he has that Baltimore type receiving body like you know when when they had Anquan Bolden like Mm -hmm. he reminds me of that type of receiver in Baltimore I don't think Odell Beckham is going to go to Baltimore he likes targets and he's not going to get a whole whole (laughs) lot of targets in Baltimore but I would love to see Jarvis Landry in in, uh, Baltimore so there's still some veteran receivers on the open market Uh, I don't see Debo Samuels going there I know people are thinking that they're not going to trade him to Baltimore, which, but what's, that would be a you, nice fit. Too. Would you? Could you imagine? You I mean, no. Mean? I would Debo, love. I would Debo love. Samuel's that. Lamar, a runner. I know. Runner. I would love that. Lamar Jackson, Debo Samuel's, and J.K. Dobbins in the background. I mean, in the backfield. Yeah, <laughs> that's a nightmare. <laughs> I would love to see that, but I don't think it's going to happen. So, what if, the, what if the Ravens have some things at play here, man? That could be. They might. They might. Yeah. But their the their receiving core right now is probably the worst. In the AFC North, I, I don't. Well, I, the Steelers the, yeah. is is close, but they they don't value receivers as much as other teams do. So I do think they'll be fine, and I but they're still my pick to win the AFC North. That's going to surprise some people. What I have the Ravens. They're you, my pick to win. The you AFC remember? North you remember the city the you just came from? You remember over the, the city? Yeah. You remember what they did last year, right? I do. Tyler, and, you and I, also, I, I also remember. The, the entire all the Ravens in in the medical room on oh, IR. They had nineteen it. players on injury reserve. I do think the Bengals are going to be a playoff team. I just the think they're going up. to earn a, a wild card spot. Producer Emily, put the volume up on that sound he just played there. And oh, stop it, I, Tyler! I think, what yeah. are you doing, Tyler? Yeah, we can dinner on side, this. Side note, side note, side note, side note, side note. Time out, time out. I'm calling a timeout right. on the plate, Tyler. This is the second most blasphemous thing you said on our podcast. In the last two weeks, the last one was what uh, the Chargers are going to beat the Chiefs for the AFC West. Yeah, yeah. you better put all this on again. No, you're not. No, you're not, Tyler. I don't know what you did. You're picking the Chargers, and now you have the nerve. You got the nerve. You have some nerve, Tyler. You're going to pick the Baltimore Ravens over Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, yeah, Joe Mixon, Mm -hmm. T. Higgins, Mm -hmm. and the Cincinnati Bengals. 
Mm-hmm. Who just went to the Super Bowl? Who just went to the Super Bowl? Who just went to the Super Bowl? You're yeah. going to take yeah. the Ravens over the Bengals. Oh, Let's not act it. like oh, the entire Ravens team was not an IR last year. Let, let's they could have been healthy. They still wouldn't have beat the Bengals. I don't know. I don't the, know. The, the, Lamar Jackson the, has only lost to the Bengals, I think, twice in his career. The, the Bengals beat the Chiefs twice last year. They, they would have mopped the Ravens. Ooh. At full strength. Hey, we at might have a bad dinner on this. Now again. How many I times do you want to buy me dinner, Tyler? How many times do you want to buy me dinner? First Come of all, on. I won Come the on. double or nothing. So let, let's 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 nah, keep nah, in mind because the UCLA have more right. draft picks in Florida. But okay, anyways, okay. I, I still have a couple months to, you know, stamp down and you know finalize my predictions. Sure. But right now, I'm leaning in the Ravens' direction. And you know why? I, I said it multiple times. I don't think the Bengals, I mean, they were just Cinderella's team last year, and they snuck up on a lot of people. Now they got the bullseye in their chest. Yeah. It's a whole different ball game uh-huh. when you're on top and everybody's gunning for it. It's a whole different ball game. But I, I do just, think the Bengals are going to uh, get into the playoffs. Okay, okay. So the Ravens going to win the division, but mm-hmm. the Bengals are going to get a wild card? That's what you're saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, listen, producer Emily is the all-knowing, all-encompassing, all-remembering, and Tyler, I just cannot wait, cannot wait to win dinner when you lose this bet. Oh, so we bet a dinner in this? Yeah, it's yeah, It's official. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Okay, oh, so you have the oh, Bengals win the AFC North. Yeah. I got the Ravens. Okay. Yeah. Mark that down. We got a dinner bet. Done. Uh, real quick, guys, I, I want to apologize for Tyler's uh, really ridiculous taste because we've been I, – I wanted to talk a little bit about Tyron Matthew going back home. Going back home to Louisiana and joining the New Orleans Saints. Um, nice to see Tyron Matthew back home. Um, nice to see him and his NFL career and how it turned out after getting kicked out of LSU, um, you know, prematurely. But Tyron Matthew won a Super Bowl title with the Chiefs. The Chiefs kicked him to the curb. It was an unfortunate divorce, especially on Matthew's end because of, you know, all he did to help the Chiefs and their secondary and be a leader for Patrick Mahomes' defense all those years in Kansas City. Um, you know, the market for him didn't really seem as robust as well, which was kind of surprising to me. Um, you know, maybe Tyron Matthew wanted a little bit more money than everybody was kind of willing to give him. And so the Saints decided to finally just bring him back home, especially after the NFL draft last week. Um, Tyler, what are your thoughts are, are, on this uh, this move for the Saints and Tyron Matthew? Yeah, it is a good homecoming story. He went to St. Augustine uh, High School down there in New Orleans. And as you said, his market wasn't uh, that robust. One of the reasons is because he turns 30 this month. A lot of people think, you know, you start on your decline when you uh, cross over that 30 uh, mark. And then the Chiefs, they did sign uh, Justin Reed and free agency. So I do think that is a a good move for them. He's a younger, a little bit more athletic at this point. But Tyron Matthew, he was their emotional leader on defense. And, he, you know, he's a captain, leader, and still a very productive player. And for the Saints, it's a really good move. They, they lost uh, their safeties. And then also they had a top 10 defense last year. So you add Tyron Matthew, you know, on, on that team, a veteran leader. They're going to be another top 10 defense again. And you need it because, you know, some of the, sometimes that offense leaves a lot to be desired. There, so it's a good move uh, for the Saints. It's a feel-good story because he's going back home, uh, you know, hometown kid, hometown hero. So I, I like it for uh, both sides. I was a little bit surprised that the Chiefs uh, let him walk out the door, but now I understand it. 
uh, because they got uh, Justin Reed. Well, you know what else changes after you hit 30 in the NFL? Uh, let me see. I, I'm going to stop stronger. you right there. I'm going to stop you right there. Your takes have been horrible, Tyler. Ever since you passed 30, your takes have been horrible. How do you know I'm past 30? I uh, didn't tell you my age. I could be like 28. You see, you're losing still your, my prime. You, you see, you're losing your mind as well. You're losing your mind as well. <laughs> uh, Tyler, let's welcome in our newest colleague at USA Today Sports Plus, uh, Parker Gabriel. Welcome, Parker. Parker is joining us to cover the Denver Broncos. And uh, he previously was covering the University of Nebraska football team for the Lincoln Journal Star. Went to the University of Madison, cover Russell Wilson's college days, Melvin Gordon, too. And he's going to be joining those boys in Denver. Uh, Parker, welcome to the podcast, man. Yeah, thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah, speaking of uh, past 30, uh, Russ and I are both uh, both a little bit older than we were back in 2011 uh, in Madison. But it uh, should be, obviously, super excited to be joining the team, joining you guys, and, and also um, pretty interesting time to to cover cover the Denver Broncos and, and the AFC West. Definitely, definitely, Parker. And I'm so glad you have a great grasp on age and where you are, <laughs> unlike our good friend Tyler here. So <laughs> let me fill you in, Parker, because Tyler had the nerve to just say, you know what, actually, I'm just going to let Tyler say it. Tyler, please share please share your picks with, with Parker, please. And so okay, we so can before finally get a we third get... party in this. Before we get on the AFC West, which you're going to cover, and you're going to see a lot of me because I cover the AFC West a lot, um, I made a prediction about the AFC North. Now, I realized the Bengals went to the Super Bowl last year, and I did used to cover the Bengals, but I believe the Baltimore Ravens are going to win that division because they were a depleted football team last year. They were decimated by injuries. They get everybody back. They had a pretty good draft. And I just believe Lamar Jackson and the Ravens have a chip on their shoulder and they're going to win the AFC North. But I do have the Bengals finishing second and earning a wild card spot. Now, what do you think about the AFC North in my prediction? Yeah, I'm surprised that Soffit's giving you a hard time about this. What? Um, I mean, obviously, when it's when the Super Bowl, you know, they, they, earn the, they earn, you know, a little bit of that. And obviously, that's a pretty good... Uh, pretty good young core that they've got up there that's um it's funny uh so zach taylor was the big 12 offensive player of the year at nebraska yeah. that was long <laughs> before i was on the beat there but he's a he's a about as nice as you can be one of the first stories i wrote for the journal star when i got there in 17 was about a quarterback transfer that they had that year uh tanner lee who ended up getting drafted by jacksonville sixth round i think and not doing a whole lot in the nfl but I talked to Zach about that. He was a wide receivers coach uh, for the Rams at that point. So, um, you know, that's a, that he's speaking of receivers. He's got some good ones there, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's good. That's going to be a, that's going to be a competitive division. So I, I'll side with Soffit on the next one, I guess. Oh, wait, hold on. Hold on, hold on. Parker, you Parker's take, already on my good party, side. Parker, you got to, you got to make a decision here. Is, is Tyler's Ravens pick good? Are, are you picking against, are, are you picking the he Ravens over the big good? Soffit, what do you want him to say? I, I a just, different language? I just, like, yes. he just said it was good. Do you know any other languages, Parker? Please. Like, uh, yeah, I, I need no, it. Mono language, I guess for me. I, yeah, I, uh, yeah. <laughs> I would. I, both of you guys would would know a lot better than I would. But uh, I, uh, you know, uh, Lamar, guys, tough to stop. Lean in, lean, lean into it, Parker. Lean into it, Parker. I'm leaning all the way. I in. just, 
I just can't believe I'm with two lunatics on It's a Football Podcast here. Producer Emily, get used to it. To me here. Get used to it. All right, so let's get to the AFC West, uh, Makes Parker. And, um, you know, obviously we have talked at nauseum about the things that have happened in this division with, you know, guys like Devontae Adams joining Las Vegas Raiders, guys like Khalil Mack and J.C. Jackson joining the Los Angeles Chargers. And we've talked about Russell Wilson joining the Denver Broncos. So all of this to say that, I don't know if you guys remember, the Kansas City Chiefs have won the AFC West, what's it, six, seven years, Tyler? Six, six, six straight four, times. Six and straight they also times. lost Tyron Matthew. Yes. And, and uh, who, who who did, were you all excited about going to Miami? Who, yeah. Who, who was it? Yeah, yeah Ty, you're right about Tyree that. Yeah, Ty, Tyreek Hill. And you were all, Miami, and you know, had your Miami pom-poms and dolphin pom-poms. Yeah. And what else happened? He's the yeah. fastest player in the league. That's a huge blow to the Kansas City Chiefs. So, so this this leads go this ahead. leads Parker this leads Tyler to just an amazing amazing revelation that I'm not ready to kind of give to him I'm not ready to concede that Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid are not going to win the AFC West for a seventh straight time I'm not ready to believe that but Tyler has other ideas of what's going to happen in this division I have now again. I still am giving myself the opportunity to change my picks. <laughs> oh, it is, got a oh, it's a smart idea. It is, it is still May. It is still May. We haven't even reached mini camp, training camp, so I can change my picks. Players, unfortunately, could get hurt. But right now, I have the Chargers winning the AFC West. Wow. I really like what they did this offseason. Signed the best cornerback in free agency. Added Khalil Mack. To pair with Joey Bosa as a pass rusher gave, um, you know, they, they, overall they beefed up their defensive line. Mike Williams got a new contract. So I really like what they did. They solidified their entire roster and upgraded their entire roster and really attacked their deficiencies. So I have the Chargers winning the AFC West right now in May, in May. Way too just, early prediction. But yeah. Is this just because you were at the draft party? I mean, is that? <laughs> I think that's it I too, mean, Parker. I do think, you know, it's not just because I was at the draft party. If you look at what the Chargers were bad at last year, they terrible against the run, terrible stopping, you know, the pass and third down defense worse in the league. They got some defensive tackles to shore up their run game. They got J.C. Jackson to shore up their pass defense. They drafted a guard in Zion Johnson. I, I think they really upgraded the areas of need that they really needed to do. And real so, quick, yeah, I have real, them win the AFC West. Real quick, Tyler and Parker. Tyler, what, what, what are your AFC West rankings? Give them one to four, way too early in May. One, two, one through four. I have the Chargers, one. The Kansas City Chiefs, two. Okay. Sorry, Parker, but I have the Raiders, three. And the Denver Broncos four. You don't gotta apologize to me. I just, <laughs> I just cover them, and I've been covering them for like at this point, like less than forty eight hours. So, <laughs> <laughs> Parker, what are your thoughts, man? I mean, just an incredible, incredible take by Tyler. Yeah, yeah, incredible take. I, um, I, <laughs> the the offensive line pick Zion Johnson. I mean that that caught my attention just because one of the last images I have from watching the playoffs last year was Herbert, Justin Herbert you know, running around for his life, um, trying, you know, making stuff happen. And um, they just couldn't, you know, late in that game when they eventually bowed out, they just couldn't quite, um, you know, make the, like, 
they couldn't protect him. So that obviously I think was is is a key part of their offseason. I um this is not this is not just me trying to to play both sides of the podcast here. I, I think it's hard to to bet against, you know, Patrick Mahomes and, and Andy Reid just at this point in the offseason. And the thing about Denver, like there's gonna be really high expectations here um this fall. And Russell Wilson obviously changes the equation pretty substantially, changes the ceiling for the Broncos. But I think when you have a, you know, a guy who's on a Hall of Fame track walk in the door, it's easy to gloss over like how much change there actually is. It's not just a new quarterback. It's a new head coach, Nathaniel Hackett, um, who obviously spent the past three years in Green Bay as the offensive coordinator. It's a new OC. Uh, it's a new system. You know, th- there's a lot of uh, structure back around those three guys. But when you talk about new head coach, new OC, new new quarterback, no matter how talented any of them are, like that's a lot to figure out uh, this offseason. So I think I'm perfectly willing to sort of um, believe that they've got a chance to be pretty darn good. Uh, but in a division where there's clear staying power, uh, you've got three, you know, really talented quarterbacks, obviously led by by Mahomes and, and, and Herbert and, and Derek Carr. Like I just yeah, I think it's um, it's uh, Denver's got to got to prove itself, and it'll be sort of a week in week out thing this fall. So, uh, power rankings: uh, I'll go uh, Kansas City, and then the Chargers, and then we'll say Denver, and then and then Vegas. But man, it's going to be really competitive. Then Vegas. All right, so here I am, and I'm letting you guys know you're both crazy. Um, but first of all, Parker, I agree with you. I'm not ready to yet concede Patrick Mahomes, Kansas City, from the top spot. But I think you guys have really, really severely miscalculated Devontae Adams and the Las Vegas Raiders and the impact that's going to have on the Raiders. Look, uh, uh, Tyler, I don't know if you noticed, but uh, your boy Justin Herbert, um, you know, he didn't make the playoffs last year. And uh, uh, the guy in Las Vegas, Derek Carr, he did. Um, and then also, when I'm, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll echo something that I just heard eloquently said. When you have a future Hall of Famer walk into your door, <laughs> like Devontae Adams, yeah. there's no telling what that's going to do for the Las Vegas Raiders. Look, J.C. Jackson can't guard Devontae Adams. Khalil Mack can't get to Derek Carr fast enough before Carr passed the ball to Devontae Adams. Uh, if anybody's going to be second place behind the Chiefs, in my opinion, it's going to be the Las Vegas Raiders. It's not going to be the Chargers. It's not going to be the uh, Denver Broncos either. I think the Broncos are really young at the receiver position and Russell Wilson's experience surely will help them. I think they're good on defense, but like Parker mentioned, new coaching staff, the chargers. I don't know how much longer Mike Williams and Keenan Allen are going to hold up for the chargers to do anything, anything What worth a dime in the AFC West. <laughs> I got the chargers. I got the Raiders one and two. I'll put, the Chargers number three and the Broncos at four. I, I think you just, you know, still salty that the Miami Dolphins didn't draft Justin Herbert. You're still <laughs> sad that Tua is uh, the Dolphins quarterback. They both, they both haven't when, gone when to the you playoffs. Say that, when you say that, yes, I, I, you know, the Chargers did not make the playoffs last year, but that was not on. <laughs> you can't blame Justin Herbert. I mean, for that. you should have. He you was the, the best quarterback on the field in that game. The not offensive good line couldn't protect him, and their defense could not stop a nosebleed. Yeah, and not, they not good enough. added J.C. Jackson and Khalil Mack, they can't Sebastian stop Joseph Adams. Day. 
I mean, they, if, if they you can't stop Devontae no, Adams, nobody in the yeah, NFL can stop. I know nobody in the NFL can stop Devontae. So Devon thank Adams. you, thank but you guys. At least, thank you guys. But I at least, least, I appreciate. But at you least, guys no, no, hold on, hold on. At least they added a cornerback who can at least try. He's obviously not scared because he called out Devontae Adams in his introductory press conference. So at least they did add pieces to try to stop him. But who do the Raiders have to stop Keenan Allen? And your Chiefs pick, nobody could stop Tyreek Hill. Oh, where's Tyreek Hill now? He in South Beach with you. So <laughs> that's going to hurt the Kansas City Chiefs. Yes, Patrick Mahomes <laughs> is the best quarterback in the division. And you guys were talking about Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Russell Wilson's Hall of Fame quarterback, too. But if Justin Herbert stays on his same track, uh, he's going to be in Canton, too. <laughs> so, I mean, there's three potential Hall of Fame quarterbacks in this division. So don't sleep on those L.A. Chargers. That's the that's the beautiful thing about the division, right? I mean, it's been an arms race in the offseason. But just mm-hmm. when you, you know, when you swap out, uh, you know, Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke, and, and, and now it's Russell Wilson, you add that to the collection of quarterback yeah. talent already in that division, I mean, it's going to be every every divisional game in that league in that in that division now uh, is a great quarterback matchup. Yeah, I can't wait to cover the AFC West with you too, uh, Parker. But congratulations for Thanks. you know coming on. It's a great job to have, and pleasure to have you as a new team teammate. Yeah, I'm super excited to be here. And then anytime you guys need me to come on and either adjudicate or you know whatever pick sides, uh, you know I'm I'm happy to do it because. Uh, you know, if we can't pick on each other, then then what fun can we have? Uh, well, I'm not happy about that, Parker, because you you picked Tyler's side twice. I took the, the podcast. I took the so he can come on anytime. He can come on anytime. He can come on anytime. He's, he's gonna pick the Chiefs again. All right, we got plenty of time before the NFL season starts for myself, Tyler, and Parker to be correct or absolutely wrong on our predictions and hot takes regarding the the league this year, but. It's been a pleasure for you guys to tune in with us again on It's a Football Podcast. If you haven't already, download the USA Today Sports Plus app in your Apple Store and in your Google Play. Remember, guys, we want you to fan harder with USA Today Sports Plus. Thanks for tuning in. It's a football podcast. Find it now on the USA Today Sports Plus app, where the biggest fans fan harder.